We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Start for the win. It's good. Pokushevsky takes flight as SGA plays through the contact, banks it in on the foul. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. I'm your host for tonight, Justin, as OKC falls barely to the Denver Nuggets 107-113. Before we dive into that, I want to let you know that we are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of SI Thunder. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. Boy, oh boy, what a game it was in Denver. A game in which the Thunder came into it extremely shorthanded, as they have most games lately. Nine active players tonight, which changed very quickly as Darius Baisley heads to the locker room with an apparent ankle injury. Only 14 minutes of playing time for Baisley. So the Thunder played the majority of this game in Denver with eight players. Eight players who have all basically had um, non-minimal amounts of time in the G League. (laughs) Like, this was the OKC Blue in Denver, essentially. The eight players, aside from the aforementioned Baisley, that got the minutes tonight for OKC, Isaiah Roby, Alexei Pokashevsky, Trey Mann, Teo Maladone, Lindy Waters, Olivier Saar, Aaron Wiggins, and Veet Krejci. NBA casuals could not name half of those guys. Let's be honest. Anybody outside of Oklahoma City probably can't name half of those guys. And they took Denver to the wire, to the absolute wire. Like Denver was fighting for their lives at the end of this game, which is absurd because Denver's trying to lock up uh, playoff positioning. They're trying to avoid the play-in. They should have had more than enough motivation against this Thunder team tonight. But as they so often do, The Thunder did not let that happen. The Thunder at 21 and 53 against the 44 and 31 Nuggets took them 
to the absolute wire. So much so that they had the lead in the final minutes of the game. Their first lead after having the initial lead, uh, I believe it was five to four in the first quarter. This team does not give up. Never say die. Much like the Goonies, an unbelievable performance again from a group of NBA rotation guys that have no business being in a game like this. I can't give all the credit to Oklahoma City because honestly, some of it uh, should just be blamed for the Nuggets. Like we have to acknowledge that. The Nuggets should not have let this happen. It's a great feel-good story to see this kind of G League roster uh, for the Thunder, you know, continue to go toe-to-toe with teams, but there was no reason Denver should have made it this close. Like, Denver absolutely should have blown the doors off this Thunder team, and they showed it in flashes in, in very small spurts in the last, like, minute of the game. They got hot and kind of showed, oh, yeah, like, we're we're good. We, we should win this game, and they turned it on. But for a majority of the night, Oklahoma City was out-hustling them, like guys flying around on the floor, diving for loose balls. Sometimes you got to be careful diving for a loose ball because Nikola Jokic will step on your uh, balls. And uh, RIP Trey, man, that looked like it hurt. If you didn't see it, probably don't go look it up. Nikola Jokic fell full body weight on top of Trey, man, then got up and just absolutely mud stomped uh, Trey, man's little man's. And uh, I, I don't envy him. I think I would actually be deceased if that happened to me. But the hustle, whether or not you get stepped on by a, a very large Nikola Jokic, is what this Thunder team is about. It's what they do all season. You can call it Thunder culture. You can call it um, you know, buy-in, whatever you want to call it. But you can't deny it. Uh, it, it is evident. This team makes the scrappy plays. They're willing to lay it out on the line in games where they have no business being in it. They're going to give it their all. Their all's not always good enough. 22, 21 and 53, as as previously mentioned. Missing a lot of pieces, obviously. And, you know, I think everybody's aware of the point of the season that we're at. There's going to be even more missing pieces. Pre-game tonight, Mark Dagnall confirming that Josh Giddy will be done for the year kind of confirming things we've talked about on this show as have many others that, you know, the timeline they laid out there for Josh Giddy when he came back, is there even enough games to justify bringing him back? The Thunder answered that question today with a resounding no. They've also alluded to, I think saying that uh Shea Gilgis Alexander will not be playing the rest of the season either. Mark Dignall specifically commenting on, the day-to-day status of Shea not being sustainable and that they need to have a conversation with him. I think that conversation is, thank you, Shea, continue your rehab, let's head to the summer. So without a large number of their roster for the rest of the season, you're going to see more nights like this. It will be interesting to see what other teams do. Because if you're looking for the Thunder to lean harder into the tank, I'm not sure they can like re- replay those names. I just read off. What else can you do? You played Trey man, 33 minutes, Poku, 35 minutes, Teo Maladon, 32 minutes, Aaron Wiggins, 30 minutes, Krejci, 28 waters, 26. That's enough. That should be enough. That should be enough to accomplish what you want. When you look towards your draft lottery odds, 
for the Thunder. I'm not sure there's anything else they can do. Like, you can't trot five guys out there, but who knows? Presty may try. Presty may try before the season's over if they keep this up, especially with some of the upcoming games that are very important for future lottery odds. But we will get into that later tonight. I do want to talk about the actual performances as we kind of digest and dissect this crazy game in Denver. We have to talk about Teo Maladon. Uh, Maladon tonight, 20 points, 6 of 13 shooting, 2 of 4 from behind the arc, 6 of 6 from the stripe, 4 boards, 3 assists, 2 steals. Maladon, uh, a little bit of a hot streak here. There's a couple games in a row now for Maladon where he's looked really nice, kind of piggybacking off of what we saw last season. The end of last season, somewhat similar situation. The roster gets shortened. The rotation gets smaller. Maladon gets more opportunities, and he makes the most of it. you got to give him credit. The context is important, absolutely. Like, Maladon is not dropping these numbers in normal rotation alongside guys like Shea, Lou, Giddy. Um, that's not happening. The context is absolutely important. Somebody has to score the basketball on this roster, but props to Teo for stepping up and being the one to do so. Leads all scorers for the Thunder tonight with 20 points. Second highest scorer in the game behind uh, the MVP, Nikola Jokic. Jokic, wow, Jokic. 35 points for Jokic tonight. 13 of 15 shooting. 12 boards, 8 assists. MVP nonsense from Jokic. But look at the Thunder roster. Who's going to stop him? They had Aaron Wiggins on him for a while. You have Poku, Roby. Olivier Saar, I mean, it, there's just not a lot of resistance for a guy like Jokic. And when he's literally throwing no look over the head backwards passes like he did tonight, I mean, he was in his bag. But unfortunately, not enough people on the Nuggets were in their bag for this to uh, you know, be a blowout that maybe we expected coming into this game. Another person you have to credit for that on the Thunder side of things, Alexei Pokushevsky. 17 points for Poku. On five of eight shooting. 17 points on eight shots for Poku. Absurd. Absurd. Like, if you had told me that stat line coming into tonight, I would not believe you. Poku does not have efficient nights like this. It's it's awesome. It's awesome to see from Poku. Um, it's that That's an extremely efficient night for anybody, but especially for Poku, who is not known for his efficiency. Five of eight from the floor, two of four from behind the arc, five of six from the stripe, which is great to see. He's being more aggressive inside, and it's paying off at the free throw stripe. Six free throw attempts is tied for the most with Teo on the team. So you love that. You love to see Poku going inside, especially against his Serbian counterpart, Nikola Jokic, who is not an easy guy to go inside against. you got to give credit to the young man for doing the hard things for being intentional about going inside. He's being much more deliberate about his game. He still has wacky plays, but they're greatly reduced compared to what they used to be. Uh, I believe he still had an air ball tonight. It's going to happen. He also had a really nice steal early on in the game where he stole a pass uh, from Jokic and went all the way down the court, led the fast break and laid it in. It's the mix of 
or it's the balance between the the wild plays and the really solid plays from Poku that has been shifting as of late. There's less circus circus passes, um, less balls going into the third row, less air balls. It's trending in the right direction for Poku, and that's super fun to see. And so a night like tonight, super ridiculous efficiency, five of eight from the floor, 17 points for Poku. You love it. You absolutely love it. You love to see that development. I love to see it. Uh, it's very exciting, and I hope it. I hope we continue to see it through the rest of the season. Again, context extremely important. Much like last season, you know, late in the year, roster shortened, just like Teo. You have to take that context into account because Poku's not necessarily doing this in a a stacked roster situation, in a you know a different situation like at the beginning of the year. That's where you want to see it. But this is great developmental time for Poku and all these young guys. Like I mentioned, almost all of these guys, I believe um, everyone but um, Sar maybe um, has spent time in the G League this year. These are extremely important developmental minutes for the future of this team. Wins, losses, whatever. But with, with the number of injuries that... Th- this Thunder team has and looks like it's going to be dealing with through the end of the season. These minutes and these games are so crucial for these young guys to get real like 30 plus minute nights against a Denver team that's absolutely doing their all to win on the road in an important game for Denver. These guys went out and did it like they're getting it done. That's so much more valuable than you know the time they spent in the G League or anything they do in the offseason or in practice or training camp or anything like that. They're getting to do this against Jokic, against Aaron Gordon, against Will Barton, against Jermichael Green. Uh it's it's awesome. Uh it's super fun to watch. And I think if you're kind of looking for something to follow in the this last kind of stretch of the season i think that's it watch these young guys and how they perform in situations that they honestly have no business being in lindy waters a great fast break breakaway dunk nice steals tonight uh trey man diving on the floor for loose balls like these guys were trying to make winning plays down the stretch against an nba playoff caliber team and that's awesome that's what you want to see out of these last few games um if you're looking to the future, you also probably want to see more losses like we did tonight. And so we'll, we'll hope for those as well. And I think you can get both in a lot of the upcoming games. Next, we have to talk about Trey Mann. We talked about his unfortunate collision with Nikola Jokic earlier. But aside from that, man, uh, 15 points tonight, not super efficient. Five of 15 from the floor, two of six from behind the arc, five rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block. What continues to stand out to me is his aggressiveness in creating space, in finding good looks. In uh, He pulled up from beyond half court to start this game. There was a wild play where the ball leaked out um, late in the shot clock, and he had to pull up from, from beyond half court. But when he shot it, I thought, yeah, maybe he still has a chance. And I think that just says so much about how I feel watching Trey Mann. And he absolutely could, uh, you know, regress. Sophomore slumps are a thing for a reason, but it's been a really promising rookie year thus far for Trey Mann. Um, You can't help but be excited about the future for this 18th overall pick. You know, he's playing at a much higher level than where the Thunder drafted him at. 
and he's looking like he's going to be a fantastic find for this team well into the future. His scoring is elite. His space creation is elite. He's going to only continue to get better, you hope. But I think, you know, give him an offseason to put in work. Give him a full offseason with this Thunder training staff. And I think the the sky is the limit for Trey Mann. And it's very, very exciting. Next, we have to talk about Lindy Waters. I mentioned him a second ago. He continues to just shoot the crap out of the ball. 14 points tonight, 5 of 11 shooting, 4 of 10 from behind the arc. He had a couple misses late, so I feel like that number's slightly skewed as the Thunder were, you know, kind of fighting at the end there. But his stroke is so clean. Um, I've I've talked before, and I know we've talked as a group about kind of our feelings on Lindy Waters overall and how he maybe fits or doesn't fit on this roster. I, I don't know that he has enough NBA skills to really like firmly carve out a place on this roster, but the kid can shoot. That's undeniable. If he can continue to knock it down, he'll always have an opportunity to get some minutes in the NBA, whether it's with the Thunder or not. And it, it's just fun. It's That's another one of those feel-good stories, especially for an Oklahoma kid to get to play for the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's super fun. Um, so definitely rooting for him in every game down the stretch. We also have to talk about Baisley. Baisley tonight, seven points, three of eight shooting, one of two from behind the arc. Three boards, one assist, a quiet game for Bayes tonight. Um, nothing super exciting, um, but again, minutes restricted by that injury. He got injured um, pretty early on. I, I, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, it was in the second quarter. Um, so obviously, you know, numbers very much skewed for that. But in the first half, he he played solid. It was quiet, um, not dominating by any stretch but he he made some nice plays um i think again we've seen this from bays throughout the season he'll have his moments he'll have his regressions i think he's been evening out a little bit so i'm very curious all that said to see how the thunder handled this injury especially seeing how they've handled all these other injuries um if i were a betting man i would bet that bays does not play at Portland on Monday. It'll be interesting to see if anything after that changes, but that definitely seems like uh, it lines up really nicely for the tank with the thunder heading into Portland across the board. Some of the other stat lines tonight, Olivier Saar, five points, two assists, two rebounds and Vite Krejci, seven points, four rebounds, six assists, to round out all of the Thunder players tonight. Like I said, a very short rotation, especially when you consider Bays didn't play half the game, but a very impressive fight from this Thunder team. Um, they continue to just find their way in games where they have no business. The second half in particular for the Thunder tonight, this stat comes from uh, Nick Gallo. Thunder shot 59% in the second half and had 18 assists on their 23 made field goals. That's just stupid efficiency. They, they were hitting everything. Again, I think you have to put a lot of that blame on Denver, probably, um, but it's it's a very encouraging sign that the Thunder was able to kind of, you know, put up a fight. Again, given, given the guys that were out on the floor tonight, it's very impressive. When you look ahead for this Thunder team, 
Um, there's a very interesting week. Last week was a very interesting week. Um, looking at, you know, lottery odds and things of that nature. And this week is going to be no exception on Monday, Oklahoma city heads to Portland. Portland has been playing like burnt garbage lately. Uh, that's going to be a very, very hard game to lose. That's why I mentioned earlier, I would be absolutely shocked if Bayes plays on Monday night. That feels like if you have a chance to um, to pull that lever, you pull that lever. And so I, I'd be shocked if Bayes plays on Monday. Then on Wednesday, they're back home against Atlanta before Friday they played Detroit. Detroit has been winning some more games lately, but obviously still very much up there in the reverse standings. Um, Detroit tonight uh, loses a close one against the Wizards, but they've previously beaten the Hawks. They beat the Magic. Um, They had a nice little three-game winning streak a few games before that. But at 20 and 54, you're very much competing with them for some of those top lottery odds. So that Portland game and that Detroit game loom very large for the Thunder uh, this next week when you're when you're looking at the reverse standings. Will be very interesting to see, you know, what kind of lineups we get, what kind of minutes distributions we get. Um, a man A in the uh, in the chat here says that's the second game of a back to back for Detroit. That's a great point too. Um, Detroit can probably pull some levers with that right you you see in back-to-backs that's a real common way to uh, have a convenient excuse to sit some guys they play at home against philly the night before that feels like you know it's going to be a very depleted roster much like what you saw against uh the in the orlando game last week it's gonna be very similar it's going to be interesting to watch um you know if you're like me you're visiting tankathon often Oklahoma City right now in fourth in the reverse standings. They're one full game back of Detroit. So that Detroit game, very, very important. Um, you want to do you want to do everything you can if you're OKC. But when you look at like the last 10 records, um, like I mentioned, Detroit three and seven in their last 10 compared to Oklahoma City one and nine, and a let's say a Portland two and eight. That tells you a lot about uh where those teams where those teams are headed. Also in the chat, um, Stephen Graham says Orlando's best chance to win was tonight, and they still found a way to lose. They absolutely did. Um, Orlando is just pulling off a a masterful tank job. They lost one fourteen to one ten tonight to the Kings um, in overtime, and they absolutely should have won it. They were up like I want to say six something like that with like two minutes left, maybe under a minute. They absolutely should have won that game and they didn't. They let the Kangs beat them. Blew, blew a seven point lead with one twenty six left. A man, a in the chat. Uh, yeah, that's it's absurd. So it, it gets tough, right? Um, it gets tough to catch some of these other teams and you, it makes you look back Jacob in our um, uncontested chat earlier today said, man, like, I know tons of people can probably say this, but if you look back on the season, like look back on the season for Oklahoma City and, you know, any of the Lakers games or the first time 
when Oklahoma City beat Denver and uh and Denver sat Jokic in the whole fourth quarter. Like think about any of those games and Oklahoma City could be like second in the lottery odds right now. Obviously, you know, it's very easy to kind of cherry pick those things. I'm sure Detroit, I'm sure Orlando, Houston, Indiana, Sacramento. I'm sure everybody has examples like that, but it just kind of goes to show like all those little games the Thunder won that you thought they had no business winning. It's going to be very interesting as we come down the stretch and the lottery odds get solidified to see where those net out. Much like last year where Oklahoma City was, you know, roughly a coin flip away from having Evan Mobley It'll be interesting to see what what this year's version of that is. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hopefully they have some more luck fall their way this year. Um, but again, it's it's very easy to kind of pinpoint these moments throughout the season and and realize the ripple effects that come out of them. Lots to talk about, lots to discuss, lots to break down uh, as we come into these final uh, few games of the season. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts or your video content or your social medias because we're going to break it all down for you. Be sure to join us tomorrow night, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Central for a weekly live stream. We're going to talk this whole past week. We're going to talk the week ahead. Lots of big themes to break down as we head into the last uh, home stretch of the season. And then we head into the offseason. We get to go all in on the lottery, on draft prospects, heading into the draft. There's so much coming. Um, honestly, like kind of getting through the doldrums of the end of this season is going to be nice to get to really kind of focus on, you know, the future. And that's where this team's headed. That's where the focus is. Um, the games are almost secondary at this point. So as we head to the future and you watch, uh, you know, I, I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't keep an eye on the, uh, Duke game tonight. You keep an eye on somebody like Paolo Bancaro. It's hard not to get excited. You look at some of these guys, uh, in March madness, some with excellent performances, some maybe not so much Jabari Smith and Chet getting sent home, maybe a little sooner than anticipated. But still lots of excitement, especially if the lottery balls fall in Oklahoma City's favor. So like I said, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Central for our weekly live stream. I think that'll do it for me tonight as Oklahoma City falls to the Denver Nuggets, 107 to 113. 
that'll do it for me. Until next time, Thunder Up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.